Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 94. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to carsyad.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to carsyad.com, click on the free book button on the homepage, and download your Filler Up book today. It's free at carsyad.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest who's called in today from Romania. This is Me Too, Adrian. Me Too, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, my uh, window is open, so I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, it's great to have you here. Thank you. Me Too studied architecture in Bucharest, Romania. And while he was there, he participated in a workshop that was developed by Renault through the Renault Central Europe Studio. Me Too started drawing cars and developed a wonderful Facebook page titled Aquarelief, where he posts his beautiful sketches and watercolor imagery of automobiles. His morning sketches started in June of 2013, where he would post daily works of automotive art over his morning coffee. And today, Me Too is pursuing his dream of being an automobile designer and continues to enhance his Facebook followers as they enjoy their morning coffees with his delightful and fresh illustrations. So, Me Too, it's wonderful to have you here, and I can't wait to hear about your story and your journey and your passion for cars. But I always like to start Cars Yeah! with an inspirational quote. This is something that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah! So, Me Too! Take the wheel. Thank you very much, Mark. Now uh, I use the uh, I can use the inspirational quotes to um, give a little a glimpse about uh, how I started uh, uh, this road. Now uh, I finished architecture last year in uh, 2013 in the in the spring. I I have some quotes that inspire me in in, in the lonely moments of uh, taking the decision what I'm gonna do. So. In that uh, loneliness of the moment, my uh, unconscious part started looking for heroes uh, that could inspire me, and I found great stories about passion like uh, Muhammad Ali, Will Smith, uh, Stallone, Dustin Hoffman, Steve Jobs, and others. Until now, I didn't realize that uh, a great part of them are American stories. <laughs> <laughs> and strange, they are uh, almost all about actors and sportsmen because they are my first heroes. My plan for following my dream to do car design was guided by uh, first heroes and uh, their opinion about dreams and, uh, and life. I will start with my, uh, is not a great personality, world personality, but uh, for me it's, it's great. It's uh, my architecture uh, architect that taught me graphics for the architecture exam. The architecture that prepared me for uh, all for free to enter an architectural school. Uh, the man said, man, mind your own business. 
in the context of exterior uh, various uh, influences uh, that uh, and the zero guarantee of my future i continue uh, drawing and uh, hoping it will be good that was my response keep drawing keep my view on uh, my interest uh, the second one it's uh, it's an, uh, an advice by uh, uh, another uh, important man for me it's uh, stefan baral his name it's, it was the French designer that Renault took to Bucharest teach us in the school pro, in school workshop, and uh, he always said me dessine, 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 while suggesting with his hand the large piles of uh, of drawing. So I began drawing cars every day. The third, it's uh, sliced alone. <laughs> that he had a uh, I I uh, hear that he had a very hard life trying to become an actor. Uh, said he didn't want to have a regular job because it may seduce him and could renounce of the dream of being an actor. As a response, I tried to uh, come with a plan earning money without having a regular job and draw and paint every day. Aquarelief is a page where I put my paintings uh, eventually for sale, for presenting my, uh, my skill, and uh, eventually uh, make a living until preparing uh, uh, in in time of uh, of my preparing fourth one it's uh, it's an american it's uh, too it's uh, chris bengal that said that great cars are art with this remark <laughs> i i began study uh, many uh, classic cars and many of my morning coffees are uh, great classic classic cars and studied them as a piece of art that they deserve now the fifth it's an actor, it's uh, Dustin Hoffman, and uh, he said uh, something very interesting about failing, because in that lonely moment at the beginning, after I finished architecture, I uh, thought a lot about failing, because uh, you, it's, uh, <laughs> it's natural. So, he said that failing is not the worst. Committing a sin, it's worse, not failing. Committing a sin, you know, putting something out there that you uh, think it's safe, and you think it's well, I don't get hurt, it's derivate, it's worked before. It's kind of a sin because you're uh, denying yourself your gift, I guess. There's nothing wrong with failing. There's nothing wrong with, with failing. You're going to fail. I fail, he said. Everything now is about success, success, success. But okay, give me something that's ooh, that's in the ooh business, you know. Uh, let me, let the film not work. Let the actor not to be even consistent, but... Put me in there, in place with that somebody. That's worth everything. So he encouraged naturalness, naturalness. He encouraged the courage itself. So from this I learned that denying my passion, maybe my gift, could be a sin. So another uh, remark of his, uh, it's about uh, decision when you are a young man. Uh, uh, it tells like, uh, like that. Um, if you're in your 20s, I tell my I tell my kids it's a question mark decade in a sense. We're told that we should know what we want to do, and it's a terrible thing. We are uh, what you are gonna do, what you are gonna be. Well, uh, how you can make a living with that? Well, I'm paying for your college. Uh, you got <laughs> no, 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 no. It's your question mark, okay? It's your question mark. You're never gonna have this luxury again, and that's true, of not knowing. And it's a luxury not to know. And this is the interesting part. You can play. You must do that. You must. It's the only way to not go crazy. Meaning if you're going to wait for the job, you will die. So 
Here I discovered that I must play and uh, it's a must to be fun. So I started playing with the coffee and mix it with watercolors. So uh, this is my uh, translation. <laughs> <of his. laughs> now I continue and finish with Steve Jobs. Uh, I uh, heard of uh, two rules of, su- of success from him. That you got to have a lot of passion for what you're doing because it's so hard. And if you don't, any rational person will give up. And you got to do it over a sustained period of time. And if you don't love it, you're going to give up. You're going to fail. So you got to love it. You got to have a lot of passion. And I did uh, encourage uh, me to, to go on with this. And the second, that's very important, and uh, they go to big together. The second role is you need great people around you. And I start spending my, uh, spreading my passion around and collect and attract people to help me to going. Uh, to go on this road, starting the list with my girlfriend that uh, understands and supports my dream, continuing with my manager, PR, better said, the realistic friend that helped me with a lot of things and my little uh, painting business, and continue with, uh, with, uh, continuing with uh, every person that supported me uh, with media, financially, anything else. Even you are supporting my dream now. Sure. And I thank you for this. Now, uh, it's these five, six quotes uh, give me an assembly look of what I'm going to do. I love all of those quotes because as I've interviewed people here at Cars yeah, over the, the last four or five months of, of doing this venture, many of these quotes come up in the conversations that I have with people of how they took their passion for automobiles and tried to wrap it around a job or a career that they could make a living at and be passionate about. And every one of those quotes has an element in it of of those successful trips that those different people had. So I love you sharing all those. You definitely take the prize for the most quotes here on Cars, yeah? But I think that's tremendous. And we'll make sure that we we put all of those up on your show notes page and share those with everybody. But I appreciate the way you wrap those into how you're taking those success quotes and utilizing them in your journey here towards becoming a car designer is fantastic. And before I continue real quick, I want the listeners to understand that these sketches you do and then you enhance them with watercolors, you're actually using the coffee and the coffee colors, right? In the painting? Yes. Yes, I think that's fantastic. That's just wonderful. My father's an artist. I told him about you the other day that we were going to do this, and I told him that you actually used the coffee, and he went, what? Well, (laughs) he said, send the guy some paints. (laughs) And I said, no, that's not the point. He's he's taking something that you would never think of using in your art and utilizing it in the process, which uh, is what really got him excited. So that's fantastic. Could you share a story with us, Me Too, that instigated your passion for cars. Tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew that you were a car guy. Now, uh, my passion for drawing and cars in particular uh, started when I was watching uh, with my day at tennis final with uh, Pete Sampras and a French guy, uh, Grosjean, in the 90s. We have in this moment when my father uh, uh, made a magic trick took a notebook, sketch a car, 
And the car was growing from the paper, it was great, it was magic for me. And uh, from that moment, I tried to do it myself almost every day. Now, my passion for beautiful cars started with my neighbor, Carl. He worked 20 years in America, and <laughs> another experience from America, <laughs> I think is a great influence for me. And he worked 20 years in America, and he came back in Bucharest with a light green Chevy Impala from 1960. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big car. Very big car. My father, had, he lived uh, uh, over the alley. And my ha- my, uh, when he uh, took the car outside, my father needed to bring inside the, uh, the doors, the gates, so uh, the corner of his car could uh, enter the little in our courtyard first in, uh, in, uh, in manage, uh, to, to manage the, uh, to go outside, go, uh, mm-hmm. go outside his, uh, his garage. Okay. Very, very big car. So, uh, imagine that, uh, that car in the 90s in Romania, in Romania environment was huge, was uh, floating, the details, the chrome, the fins. I think it was the closest things to a uh, thing to an airplane. Uh, that I saw until I really saw an airplane uh, was really uh, interesting. And uh, if I reach a little in my concept cars that I imagine and develop in time, I think uh, I think you could find Impala inspiration in them. It's uh, it's with me uh, ever since. Well, having talked to some people who have worked as car designers, and one of my guests was Peter Brock, who worked at General Motors when he was a very young man. He was 19 years old. His couple years there, he talked about the influence in the 50s of airplanes on automotive design in the United States, which I'm sure you know and our listeners know. So that combination was um, very prevalent. Uh, It's really interesting to me that an early 60s car influenced a young man halfway around the world to and began that passion. And I also love the fact you've mentioned drawing a lot. I know that designers, my son is going to design school right now, that practice, 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 drawing, drawing, drawing. And I will encourage our listeners many times during this interview to go to your Facebook page and to look at all the drawings you've done. You definitely are practicing all the time and getting better and better and better and better. And my other friends who've been to Art Center College of Design in Pasadena or other design schools have said, the professors draw, draw, draw. Just keep drawing, keep drawing. Very important. B2, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and really crawl under the hood and talk a little bit about a challenge or even a great failure that you've faced along your journey here. It's a great thing to share with our listeners because the most important part of a challenge or a failure is how you overcame it and what you learned from that situation. Could you share an experience that you've had on your journey with our listeners? Yes, I think that that's very important as a life matter because we have a lot of disappointments in our life and it's very important to develop a rule, a habit, to uh, overcome them, because uh, life is short. <laughs> yes, you can't spend you spend your life just crying. So I'm gonna remember. I think it's a little a single moment when I wanted to commit suicide because of oh, shape, no. because I failed entering architecture school in the first time, all because I didn't pre- prepare myself as hard as I could. 
and uh, because I was only a desire, it was only a desire. I wanted to be an architect because uh, I did architecture high school, and I uh, will be in school with a couple of my high friends, and uh, just just like that, just no serious motive for my architecture experience. So after I failed, uh, entered in, in the architecture school, I oriented uh, to the another profile of the school, interior design. I stayed there two years and forgot about the plan that uh, after one year I will try to I'll try again the exam. I spent two years and uh, gonna uh, my plan was to uh, finish design interior and I will see. Uh, I was not so uh, enthusiastic about uh, design interior design architecture. It was the flow of the moment, just like that. Until one day when my friend uh, Mihu dropped the bomb and said, uh, I don't understand why don't you try again architecture and let it like that. I start thinking serious about uh, me and discover that exterior design of houses or architecture is more close to my soul and start being enthusiastic about it every day. The idea that I will learn a lot and uh, be a better uh, me to Adrian after six years of architecture and two years of interior design a better than uh, only five years interior design, uh, that idea starts growing and developing a vision in my head, a, a good vision, a good aura for myself. So, and the correct vision <laughs> makes magic, you know that. If, if it's supported by a great amount of work, it's definitely uh, going to work. So I start sketching every day, <laughs> another time, uh -huh. uh, for a month, and then uh, preparing uh, with my friend another month, and continue sketching at home and uh, as sure as never passed the exam and entered with the trade uh, third grade in, in the school. The conclusion, uh, when you have a healthy vision and you support it with enthusiastic work, good things may happen. That's wonderful. And I appreciate you sharing that very personal time in your life. We all go through failures and you are absolutely right is how you come out of that failure. And it's about your attitude and your drive and, of course, hard work, which all of those things combined created a success for you to get into architecture school and proceed down that journey. So, And I would assume that that time in interior design school probably helped you in many ways Yes, with your architecture as well, because they go together. Me too. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd like you to share that moment when you had an aha moment that you knew this is the path I'm going to take towards being a car designer, a time when you realized that your thoughts or your ideas or your concepts, that you could actually make it and actually do it. And tell us, what did you do to turn that aha moment into a success? I think I had the aha moment in that morning of the 20th of June. Uh, when I rendered my sketch with coffee, <laughs> I found out that I combined uh, two religions, coffee and cars, <laughs> particularly uh, classic cars. And uh, that brings me close to, uh, to people uh, because um, it's that, uh, it, for them, it's the aha moment too. Aha, you can paint with coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's great as a glue i use it as a glue to to enter in the people's soul and to be interesting and to get them uh, to to see what uh, what you can do with your passion and that is very very uh, important for me sure for, uh, 
getting a, a feeling, a mutual feeling from, uh, from people. I had an interview with a gentleman who has a website that's based around Ferraris and Lamborghinis. And he goes to Italy a lot to meet with the people at the factories. And he was talking about the importance of coffee in Europe. And that it is really a, when, when you sit down to have coffee with a business colleague or a client, that is a very important meeting time. It's not just a cup of coffee like it might be here in the United States. It's a bonding between the two of you. And that's when the real business happens, not back at the office. Would you say it's the same for you there with, with your aha moment? You talk about Ferrari and you talk about uh, Italy. In Italy, it's uh, sure a religion. Coffee in uh, in Italy uh, have this uh, uh, this great aroma, <laughs> this great feeling, and uh, there are old families that are uh, doing this business for uh, for years and competing each other. Uh, who does the best coffee? This is uh, yes. In Europe, uh, not like in Italy, but uh, in Romania, uh, it's it's a it's a great uh, a great moment in the morning. It's the startup moment and uh, when you uh, share it with some somebody the meeting and uh, uh, yes it's uh, it could be that moment uh, when you start to have like uh, a feeling like okay so you like that movie too or you like that car too you like, you like coffee too is the is that that moment that kind of moment which uh, begins maybe a friendship yes it's uh, in your case caffeine and gasoline <laughs> Combined to create a passion. So what was your, as you've started this venture with drawing cars and pursuing car design so far, and it's been a a short period of time, but do you have a a moment that you would say is a proud moment for you with your endeavors, with your drawing and your design as as you move down this career path? A a proud moment for you? Broad moment for me is uh, the exhibition I did in June this year. After one year exactly, one year point, I uh, end up the uh, the morning coffee uh, collection and do an exhibition uh, in Fate again, uh, exactly near my school uh, at the gallery that I watch often from my uh, classroom, from architecture classroom. I never saw that I, I could. Uh, uh, make an exhibition there and uh, there it was this summer was uh, with everything with uh, the feeling of uh, VAP with uh, you name it all, all the feelings all the good feelings that uh, could provide you an uh, an exhibition with within one one year work very good that's fantastic now let's have a little fun here do, do you have a first special car that you've had in your life uh, <laughs> this uh, will be funny uh, this is a simple uh, question because uh, I never had a car. <laughs> and oh. I think I can add uh, five kilometers of driving uh, in my car in, in a car in uh, 11 years. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I know in many places in Europe, people don't have vehicles because you don't need them. It's easy to get around versus here in the United States where things are so spread out and so large. So no problem there. I think at some point, though, you're going to have a pretty special car in your life. Having the passion, yes. So we won't talk about seller's remorse because if you haven't had a vehicle, you've never sold a vehicle. So you don't need to worry about that. Is there a current project that you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? 
Yes, uh, it's it's a project with um, with the only classical gallery in Romania. I don't know if you, if you heard of uh, a tennis player called uh, Ciriac, Ion Ciriac. It was uh, okay. the partner of uh, Nastase, our great uh, player. Okay. The mustache guy. <laughs> yes. Mustache guy. If you watch Roland Garros or other tennis tennis competitions, you will see him in the first row. So. This uh, this great man has this uh, classic car gallery, and uh, I'm doing uh, a, cons- a consistent number of works for this uh, uh, this gallery because I was supported uh, by uh, uh, this gallery by by him to to make my first uh, exhibition. It was the the the, the greatest uh, the only the only uh, sponsor. Uh, that was perfectly fitted in my story. I have a classic car collection painted in coffee. He has a classic car collection, real, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, was uh, and just visiting the the gallery was uh, was incredible. And now I uh, have the opportunity to paint, uh, have access to to his gallery, free access <laughs> to his gallery, and uh, all the attention that I that I need. And uh, this is great. This is great, and give me. Uh, a lot of uh, enthusiasm and I'm very happy that I, that uh, he wanted to help me. Wonderful. That's awesome. Now, here's a funny question for you, me too. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Okay. <laughs> this is always a bit of a revealing question to personality, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, it is very strange because uh, I, um, I ask myself, this question last month. Oh, okay. Yes, because you you try to translate cars into people. Uh, I uh, thought, okay, and if I were a car, <laughs> which which car? If is the, the question is like, okay, uh, what movie star you are? If you were a movie star, like who you could be? So. Uh, at the beginning, I uh, you could uh, uh, think about uh, the Godfather or Rambo or uh, <laughs> James Bond. But uh, if you have a um, sincere moment, if I have a sincere moment in the think at uh, think at uh, uh, character, a movie character, I am Forrest Gump. Oh, <laughs> I'm a wor- working lucky guy. Okay, I'm a lucky and uh, with uh, with vision and with uh, great belief. Mm-hmm myself and uh, simple simple beliefs but strong okay if i were a car uh, i were that uh, that roadster you know that roadster i think it's developed uh, on the platform of miata of mazda that could uh, go on water too it's oh. a roadster that could go on water i love water so it's a roadster so it's not so functional i'm not so functional and uh, I'm oriented, I'm joy-oriented. <laughs> oh, okay. And if it's on water, it's great. Have you ever seen an amphibicar? Yes, it's, this is an amphibicar. Amphibicar, <laughs> yeah. okay, so you so, are an amphibicar. Oh. <laughs> but it's not for uh, war, <laughs> it's for um, ordinary drive. There you go. Wonderful. That's very interesting. I like that. So me too, we're up to what I call the last lap. And this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give me some very quick blips of the throttle answers. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Go on the model thing. <laughs> it's, it was told me by the French guy, the designer. 
I am I am very sculptured, uh, sculpture oriented. Okay, I like to feel with my hands. Oh, okay, great. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? I always have success, uh, if I could say uh, that, uh, when I was fearless and let my imagination play. Oh, I like that. Wonderful. Do you have a resource that you're really fond of that you could share with our listeners? Maybe a website that you like to go to often? You name it before. Petrolicious is was on my uh, my uh, oh. uh, website. And uh, right now I have uh, a, uh, uh, the Tiriac Collection <laughs> website where, uh, where I uh, could see all the collection and uh, could inspire for them uh, for my works, for my mm-hmm. present works. Now, what is that website again? The what? Tiriac. T-I-R-I-A-C. Tiriac Collection. Okay, wonderful. I'm not familiar with that, so I'll make sure I look that up. <laughs> okay. Me too. Is there a book that you've recently read that you could share with our listeners that you enjoyed? Yes, and it's about Destiny 2. Uh, name is Agony and Ecstasy. Ah. An American again. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a great book. Beautiful story. It's Michelangelo's story. Yes. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Sure. <laughs> uh, you call it uh, soccer, but here is football. Yes. Uh, then uh, dancing salsa. Oh, okay. Wonderful. And uh, watching movies. I'm a big fan of Al Pacino. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Now I'm closer to as ever been <laughs> for uh, to him. <laughs> I'm in America right now, so sure, uh, sure. With, with your help, so uh, yes, I um, I love I like uh, I love movies. Yeah. I love stories, and I love movies because are are uh, stories, visual stories, and for me the visual is a, a good part. Sure, wonderful. Me too. We're up to the checkered flag. And before we, if I ask you this last question, I want to remind our listeners that you can find all the resources Me Too has shared with us today at carsyeah.com slash Me Too Adrian. All right, Me Too. This last question, as we say here in the United States, can be a real doozy, meaning a challenge for some people, but maybe not for you. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and this is something you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with. But I'm going to buy you any car in the world today. What would that car be and why? You imagine correctly that is a hard decision. And uh, it's like a roulette wheel in my mind right now. Ah. Uh, maybe, maybe the first Porsche. It's so clean, so pure. Mm. But uh, I will surprise you. <laughs> I don't know if I, if I uh, would be a car, car collector or have a, something like this, but uh, sure, I will have a horse. A horse? <laughs> I love horses. I love cars, but uh, still nothing compares in my soul uh, with a horse. I began drawing, being fascinated by, by them and uh, like the ancient men. I was fascinated by horses and wanted to draw them to have them. Now uh, I'll, I feel like Alpas, you know... In the scent of a woman, you know, the plain scene when he says, I love women, but a very, very second place is a Ferrari. I love <laughs> horses, but not so very, uh, very second place, but the second place are the cars. Yeah. Uh, and I love horses because of, uh, of flesh. They have flesh, they have presence. Maybe cars could be so. Uh, and uh, I will try to, to do them, to inspire people and to fascinate people uh, like a horse. <laughs> 
Well, that's a fantastic. Very interesting answer to that question. The most unique answer I think I've ever received. So I love that. And I want to remind our listeners that you can go to the website, to the uh, Facebook page that Me Too's created for Aquariel, and I'll make sure that we post that on the show notes page so people can find you. I know that your, your works of art, your drawings, paintings of cars are available for purchase now, um, yes. so people can do that as well. You know, Me Too, you've taken us on a great ride today. It's been so much fun to get up early this morning and talk with you halfway across the world and get to know you. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for taking us on your journey towards being a car designer and as an artist now. Would you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you ride off into the sunset on that horse? (laughs) An advice, okay. Could sound like this. The dream could be reality, and the nightmare could be just a dream. That depends on you. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. That's very good. And again, listeners, you can go to carsyad.com slash me too, M-I-T-U, and you can find Me Too show notes page and links to everything. And you can find his wonderful Facebook page, sign up to receive his his, uh, Facebook notifications, which are wonderful to get in the mornings when you're sipping your coffee and enjoying his drawings. And I want to thank you, Me Too, for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your journey with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. Imagine that uh, a boy from Romania that paints car every day have, uh, ha- has this, uh, this um, great, great occasion to, to have uh, this, this kind of attention from a car enthusiast. I don't know um, uh, his destiny, but on my card, visit card it say under my name car enthusiast because i i didn't want to 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 say that i'm an architect because it was not sincere and i knew that i will not be an architect i will use architecture uh, as an experience as a visual and education to do car design so what i'm gonna do i'm not a car designer yet so what i'm gonna write okay i think car enthusiast uh, described me the most and when i when i heard car enthusiast at at your podcast and for your presentation. Okay, this is great. (laughs) This is destiny again. And today you can add the word inspiring because you're an inspiring automotive enthusiast. That's tremendous. I love that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!